ask them the question of my title. Ask them this question. What's your issue? You don't have to respond. Just, just ask somebody else. What, what's your issue? Bless you, you may be seated. We don't know her name, but we do know her problem. We can read about her story in Mark chapter 5, and we will in just a moment. But as you read the story, you'll find that this true story of a woman who had a condition in her body that caused her to continually bleed for 12 years. The scripture refers to her condition as an issue of blood. To truly understand the predicament this lady's issue was putting her in, we have to understand that according to the law, she couldn't get married with her condition. Not only that, but she was considered to be unclean by the standard of that day and therefore she was unable by law to come in contact with or be around other people. She had to be separated and segregated by herself. And whereas, you know, I, I, uh, sometimes I can go a day or two by myself. A day or two is not necessarily that big a deal. But 12 long years separated. Can you imagine how lonely she must have been? Not having any type necessarily of human interaction, meaningful human interaction, very possibly for 12 years. So not only do we find that a cursory reading of this story would uh, show us the physicalness of her problem, but we also have to understand in context of her problem that it also posed itself to be a relational problem as well, a mental problem as well, an emotional problem as well. How many have ever had one problem affect many different areas of your life? So such was the case of this woman today. It wasn't necessarily just the physical issue that she was dealing with, but now it was compounding upon itself to the point where it was negatively affecting her relationally and emotionally, mentally. It was affecting her entire life. Not just a small portion of her life that she could kind of uh, power through. But it was affecting the entirety of who she was. She was the woman with the issue of blood. This was now who she was. Don't even list in her name. It was just her problem was who she was. 
was no longer about her dreams and her aspirations. It was no longer about her uh, desires and wishes in her life. It was no longer about her advancement and relationships and family and future and on and on and on. Now it was just her problem was who she was. I'm talking to somebody now. Her problem consumed her. Her problem was with her every day. Her problem had its Bony fingers in all areas of her life. It affected all of who she was. It was who she became. The woman with the issue of blood. And we know that she wanted to be cured from this sickness that weighed her down. So much so that the Bible says that she spent every dollar she had looking for a cure. She had gone to physician after physician and none of them could cure her. And yet she just kept doling out the money in hopes. In studying this story, I've preached from this text before. You've heard me preach from it. I've read it, heard it preach. But as I was studying the last little while concerning this story, it was interesting to me that I've heard that she had spent all that she had on physicians, but I came across what the physicians of her day would have very possibly prescribed for her in order for her healing. In order for the issue that she had, this issue of blood, to be stopped. This is what she was giving all of her money to. Let me read some of them to you, all right? These were the fixes. These were what the physicians were telling her. Let me take your money, and if you'll do this, very possibly you'll be cured. These were the things. Allow me a moment to read them to you. Take a gum, Alexandria of Alum and Crocus Hortensis. The weight of a zuzu each. Let them be bruised together and given in wine to the woman that hath an issue of blood. This is like from... An actual, like a doctor's thing of that day. Give it in wine to the woman that hath an issue of blood. But if this fail, take of Persian onions nine logs, boil them in wine and give it to her to drink and say, arise from thy flux. But should this fail, set her in a place where two ways meet, a crossroads, And let her hold a cup of wine in her hand and let somebody come behind and frighten her and say, arise from thy flux. But should this do no good, take a handful of cumin and a handful of crocus and a handful of fanu Greek. Let these be boiled and given her to drink and say, arise from thy flux. But should this also fail, Dig seven trenches and burn in those trenches some cuttings of vines that were not yet four years old and let her take in her hand a cup of wine and let her be led and sat down on one side of the trench and then cause her to be moved to sit down on the other side of the trench and in each removal as she's moving back and forth say unto her, arise from thy flux. For 12 years, this is what this lady had to endure. How many of, she doesn't know, she's going to the doctor, she's putting some faith in humanity. She doesn't know how many of those things did she try in hopes of fixing her problem. 
How many times did she get her hopes up? Yeah, 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 we've got this trench dug and we got the good vines and we've got them burnt and we're going to put you on one side and then we're going to move you to the other side and we're going to say this thing over you and we really believe this is going to work and she gets her hopes up. She begins to get her hopes up because she so desperately desires relief from her issue. How many times did she walk home sorrowful Once again realizing that man cannot fix what needs fixing. Mm. I don't know why I feel to say this, but when I spoke man there, it was meaning humankind. But I also need to let somebody know a man can't fix. I just get a man, everything will be all right. Mm. How many times did she go home sorrowful? Once again realizing. So here she is and we find her now. She's sick. She's lonely. She's financially destitute. She's scared. She's ashamed. She's fearful. We come to our text, Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better. But rather she grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, was a crowd Around Jesus, and she touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Somebody said, Amen. And so we here we find that her story begins with sickness, it begins with sorrow, it begins with shame, but it ends with her being healed and it ends with her being made whole. Oh, hallelujah. I'm grateful to know that God can change the end of the story. And by somebody's worship and response around here the last 20 or 30 minutes, I just got a feeling that he changed some of your stories as well. Your story was looking like it was gonna end up one way, but thanks be unto God, he turned it around. Woo! What should have happened didn't happen. What could have happened didn't happen. Where you should be right now, you're not there right now. Should have been in a drug house. Should have been in a should have been in a grave somewhere, but I'm in the house of God. I got my hands raised. Why? He changed my story. He changed my story. He wrote a new ending to what my story was. Come on, if he did it for you, give him praise. Woo! Uh I'm not what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Is there anybody in the house grateful for that fact today? (laughs) And as it was with her, so it is with us. For there was a turning point in her life. There was a turning point in her story. Started off one way, it ended 
a better way. It ended with a miracle. It ended with a healing. It ended with restoration. It ended with new purpose. But what was the turning point? I've simply been sent to tell somebody today the turning point in her life was not when she touched the hem of his garment. No, 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 no. The turning point was Mark 5, 27. When she had heard of Jesus. (laughs) Now, we don't know who it was, Sister Vera. We, we, we don't know exactly what it was that they said to her, but somebody, somewhere, at some time, at some place, told this woman about Jesus. It might have been just minutes before he showed up. It might have been days, it might have, who knows. We don't know what they told this woman about. They might have told her about the blind eyes that he had opened. They might have told her about the crippled legs he had straightened. They might have told her about the dead people that he raised back to life. We don't know, but they might have told told her about the sicknesses that He had cured and healed and set them free of. They might have told her about the demon-possessed folks that God delivered and set free. We don't know exactly what they told her, but the most important thing they told her was of the reality of this one by the name of Jesus. (laughs) The most important thing they told her was the fact that Jesus is real and he is alive and he is powerful. He has everything that she needs. Uh, Her life was all messed up until she heard about Jesus. Her life was filled with sickness until she heard about Jesus. She was lonely and she was scared until she heard about Jesus. She was fearful, and I'm preaching to somebody. She was fearful and she was ashamed until she heard about Jesus. She was both broke and broken until she heard about Jesus. Her whole life was transformed when she heard about Jesus. And the truth of the matter is this. There are people sitting in this room today and there are people standing on this platform today (laughs) that have some issues. Come on, somebody. In fact, I think it's just possible that the Lord omitted the name of this woman in the story on purpose so that you and I could fill in the blank with our name, different need, different issue, different story, different circumstance, different context, but an issue. Everybody in the house has some issues today and our issues have left us messed up and our problems have left us lonely and scared and our struggles have left us fearful and ashamed. And our losses have left us broken and sad. But 
The truth of the matter is this. If this lady's life could be transformed by hearing about Jesus, then your life and my life can be transformed by hearing about Jesus as well. I'm not here to preach some self-help. I'm not here to preach some 14 steps. I'm not here to preach anything about that. I'm here to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm here to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because when you preach Jesus, that's what saves. When you preach Jesus, that's what delivers. When you preach about Jesus, that's the answer that our world needs to hear. Somebody needs to know about Jesus today. Somebody needs to realize Jesus is alive and Jesus is powerful and Jesus is in this room right now. I've come to tell somebody your answer's in the house right now. Your healer's in the house right now. Your deliver's in the Somebody needs to know about Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. For without hesitation, I can declare the fact that Jesus is the answer to your question. <laughs> well, 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 preacher, you don't even know what the question is. Doesn't matter. I know what the answer is. You don't know what my problem is. Don't matter. I know what your answer is. But, but this is my first time in the room. You don't have a clue of my story. I don't need to know your story to know what your answer is. Why? Because he's the answer to every question. He's the answer to every problem. He's the answer to every story. He's the answer to every need. He's the answer to every deficiency. He's the answer to every darkness, every confusion, every broken heart, every messed up life. Jesus is the answer to it all. Jesus. Jesus is the way out of all the confusion. That is currently in your mind. Jesus is the only light that can ever shine into the darkness of your current circumstance. You've tried everything else to bring light into your darkness. But the problem is, is you are looking for light in the same darkness. And you'll never find light in dark things. You'll never find light in that which this world has to offer because this world is only filled with dark things. You got to look outside. I said you got to look outside of the darkness of your context and the only thing outside of the darkness of this world is the light of Jesus Christ. But if you'll look up and look out, I'll lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I can't find it if my eyes are down in the darkness of my surroundings. But if I lift up my eyes, Jesus is the only thing that can fill the void 
the emptiness. Can I get a witness in the house? Jesus is the healing for the brokenness that plagues you every day. Jesus is the hope in your world when you've all but given up. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but somebody's here today because you said this is my last chance. This is my last shot. I've all but given up on it all. You're here today, not by accident. You're here because God wanted you to know the same answer that you had when you were a kid is the same answer for you today, and his name is Jesus. And you might have walked away from him, but he didn't walk away from you. You might have left him, but he didn't leave you. You're here today, not because you wanted to be here. You're here because Jesus wanted you to be here. He's your hope. He's your hope. He's your hope. You've looked forward in everything the world has to offer, but you're here today because you couldn't find it. He's still your hope. Jesus is the joy in the midst of tears. Can can I get a witness? He's the joy that is unspeakable. (laughs) I don't know why I got joy, but I got it anyway. I shouldn't have joy right now, but I got it. Uh, Going through what I'm going through, I shouldn't feel the joy uh, that I feel, but I didn't get it from the world. uh, But I got it from Jesus, and he can get me through. He is peace in the midst of pain. This Jesus, this Jesus that I love, this Jesus that I serve, he is the first, he's the last, he's the beginning, and he's the end. That's how come he can change your story. Because if you'll give him the pen, he'll write the concluding matter. Because he doesn't just start something. It's his desire to finish what he started in you. I said he wants to finish what he started in you. But hear me. You got to let go of the pen. You can't keep writing your story because the longer you write your own story, the darker it gets. The longer you write your story, the bleaker it looks. Why don't you let go of the pen and put the hand, the pen in the hand of the one who can write an ending in your life story that's going to blow your mind? He was bruised, and he brought forth our healing. He was persecuted, and it eased our pain. He was pierced, and it brought about our healings. He was dead, and it brought life to you and I. He rose from the dead, and it brings power. 
and he reigns supreme today and brings peace. He is goodness. He is kindness. He is gentleness. He is God. And his name is Jesus. He is holy. He is righteous. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is pure. His ways, they're right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging. And his mind is on you. He's our redeemer. He's our savior. He's our guide. He is our peace. He is our joy. He is our comfort. He is our Lord. I'm so glad that I know that Jesus is never going to leave me today. I'm so grateful that I have a promise from this word that he's never going to forsake me today. He's never going to mislead me. He's never going to forget me. He's never going to overlook me. (laughs) Somebody needs to hear about Jesus today. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad I know that when I fall, he lifts me up. And when I fail, he forgives. And when I'm weak, he's still strong. And when I'm lost, he's my way. And when I'm afraid, he's my courage. And when I stumble, he steadies me. And when I hurt, he heals me. And when I'm broken, he mends me. When I'm blind, he leads me. And when I'm hungry, he feeds me. And when I face trials, he's with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I face loss, he provides for me. When I face death, he's going to carry me on home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, in every possible way. That's who my Jesus is. Somebody needs to Somebody with an issue needs to hear about Jesus. Somebody with a problem needs to hear about Jesus. Somebody walking in this place with the weight of the world on your shoulder needs to know there is a real God. His name is Jesus and he really can fix you. Come on, somebody praise him in the house. Come on, somebody praise praise him like you believe it. Praise him like you can testify that what pastor is preaching is true because you've lived it. You know it. Now I'm hurrying, but here's the thing. There is specifically that somebody needs to hear in the house today. We need to understand and look at this story and see this woman did not have a relationship with Jesus for herself before this happened. She needed somebody to tell her about Jesus. She didn't know about him. She hadn't had a relationship with him. She had just heard about Jesus. And that caused her to have the faith to want to touch him. 
and bring her issue into his presence. So don't think for a moment today that you have had to have been in church for years in order for God to fix the mess you walked in here with. Don't think for a minute that a requirement for your miracle is that you had to have had a previous relationship with Jesus. No, 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 no. For all you need is enough faith in the Jesus I just talked to you about to say if he is who you say he is. And as I look around and I see these people clapping and standing, I recognize that he is who they believe him to be as well. <laughs> and I look around and I see the smiles. And I look around and I see this isn't fake. I look around and I, I see some individuals that are truly thankful for a transformation that can only come about by Jesus Christ. And if he is... If he is who you say he is, and if he is who I heard him to be, then that's going to have faith enough for me to say, hey, if it worked for you, it'll work for me. If he did it for you, he'll do it for me. If he fixed your problem, he could. So I'm going to have faith. This might be my first time here. I might not have been in this church for years. I might not have ever been in this church. I might not know how to pray. I might not know what to say. But if it worked for you, I've tried everything else. She spent all she had and she was nothing better. Why don't you just give it a shot? You've tried everything else. Try Jesus. Uh, whoo. Stand, stand, stand. You don't have to have it all fixed because if you had to have it all fixed, why would you be here? You don't have to do one thing except put your faith. You say, well, you don't know my story. I got all kinds of junk in my life. Why would God ever do a miracle for me? Why would God change my life? I, I'm, a, I'm a wretched sinner. I've got so many mistakes. I've made so many failures. It doesn't matter. She didn't have a relationship with the Lord. She just heard one day about Jesus. And she brought all of her issues and her struggles and her loss and her disappointment and her brokenness and her shame and her guilt. And she brought it all. Her loneliness, she brought it all. She brought it all and said, I'm just going to bring my issues into his presence. And I'm going to touch him. I'm going to get a hold of him. I'm going to encounter this Jesus. I'm going to encounter this Jesus. Hebrews 4.15, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we and yet without sin. Ready? Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, ready, and find grace to help in our time 
of need. Simple, simple, simple. But here it is. He's real. And he's here. And he really can fix every one of your problems. <laughs> I said he really can fix every one of your problems. You just have to come into his presence. Bring the issues with you. Bring the struggles with you. Bring the pain with you. Bring the loneliness with you. Bring the heartache with you. Bring it all with you. Bring the mistake with you. Bring the sins with you. Bring it all with you. Here it is. But somebody told me you could do something about it. So here I am. Here it is. Help me, Jesus. It's not rocket science today. You don't have to learn some prayer. You don't have to go through 37 classes. No, 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 no. You just have to be willing to have faith in the Jesus that I preached about today. Enough to bring your problem to him. That's it. Just bring your... You don't even know how he's going to do it. You don't need to know how he's going to fix it. You don't need to know how he's going to work it all out. All you need to do is bring your problem to him. God, I pray for somebody to have boldness in the house. I pray for somebody to have enough faith and enough Spiritual courage to simply take that which I have spoken about you today. Put their faith in that. And as they have faith in you to bring their issue to you today. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to say necessarily all the right words. They just have to bring their problem to you. And then you're going to make yourself known. Virtue. Virtue is going to lead you flowing into them. Ha. Satayi lobokotoyeh.